In this week's parsha, we have the unusual halacha of shivcha harufa, which means a slave woman that is married to someone. Which means the actual case is that if there is a slave woman that belonged to two partners, and one of them gave her freedom, so now she is half slave woman because she still belongs to the other partner and the one that gave her freedom means that she became Jewish so she's half Jewish and half slave woman and she's married which means she can only be married to an Ebed Ivri legally because an Ebed Ivri can marry a slave woman so she's half married because the Jewish part of her is married So, and then she had illicit relations with a with a man which means a Jewish man. So there is, the, that's the case of Shifcha Harufa. Paskin the Rambam, so when he gave the din from Shifcha Harufa, in regards to the din of Shifcha Harufa, the, pas, the Rambam Paskins, Ben Teisha Shonavim Echod, Shabal Shifcha Harufa, that a nine year old man, boy really, he's nine years old, and he had relations with a Shifcha Harufa, he like it, who may be carbon. He gets mal- uh, she gets malchus and he has to bring a carbon because that's the halacha if someone has relationship with a shivcha harufa a Jewish man has relationship with a shivcha harufa she gets malchus and he has to bring a carbon that's the carbon that this week's parasha discusses but who should, so even a nine year old because he is already capable of maintaining a physical relationship with a woman so therefore, it's already considered as if they had an illicit relationship, and therefore the penalty, in regards to both of them, applies. And that is on the condition that she was an adult, the shivcha, she had already been married and in a relationship with a man before, and that it was done not against her will, but with her will. She was consenting. Kamei Shabiyanu, as we already had explained, the Rambam had already explained these three details that it has to be meet these three conditions. She'ena ish chayiv karman ad she is tishayiv he malchus, and he wouldn't have to bring a carbon if she was did not meet one of these conditions because if she doesn't meet one of these conditions, then she can't be given malchus, and if she can't be given malchus, then he doesn't have to bring a carbon either because the two are conditional on each other Shenemer as the Pasuk says the Pasuk says that she is another word we learn from this that she gets Malchus she shall get Malchus and he shall bring his, his Asham the carbon Asham from this we see that only if she gets Malchus does he have to bring a, a carbon Asham and since if these conditions are not met she doesn't get Malchus and he doesn't have to bring a carbon ashram. But if all conditions are met and she does get Malchus, then he, even though he's nine years old, brings a carbon. When the Ravid is Masig and the Ravid comments on this, Zesh Shibush, this is a mistake, because we don't find anywhere that a child, a minor, before Bar Mitzvah should be subject to a penalty. The carbon zemina einshem and this carbon asham is a penalty. It's a kind of a carbon which is a penalty. But he came ptura 
and therefore she too is exempt from Malkas, because the two were compared to each other, were aligned with each other. That if only if he gets uh, has to bring a carbon, does she have to bring Malkas, and vice versa. And this is what the Gemara in Chrysos says. So he disagrees with the Ramam on this point. So there is a number of explanations to explain what the Ramam's position is, because what the Ravet says seems to be uh, problematic to the Ramam. So the, the Magid Mishnah, number one, the Magid Mishnah says, as the Ramam learned, as a kol talibi isha that the whole thing depends on, on the woman. If she is subject to a penalty, but the, the man does not have to be subject, in other words, of age to become a, uh, be, get a penalty. And this is what they said also, that's why the Gemara says that when the, the woman gets malchus, that's when the man brings a carbon. If the woman doesn't get malchus, then the man doesn't have to bring a carbon. In other words, that the Gemara makes it all dependent on her. We look to her. If she is subject to malchus, then he has to bring a carbon. If she's not subject to malchus, he, she, he doesn't bring a carbon. It's all about her. It centers around her, revolves around her. But they didn't say the opposite, that if he doesn't bring a carbon, he ain't a loike, then she doesn't get malchus. We don't say that we look to the man, see what happens to him, and according to that, judge what, she, what will happen to her. We don't say that. We look to her to decide what will happen to him as well. And the Pasuk also is expounded in this same way. The Pasuk says, she, she shall get Malkas, and then he has to bring his Korban. From this it would seem that that if she would not get Malkas, then he doesn't have to bring his Korban. But from the Pasuk it wouldn't seem the Pasuk doesn't seem to say that if he doesn't have to bring a carbon, then she doesn't get Malchus. We don't find any, any um, connection in that way, going the other way. And since the Ramam holds that the whole thing centers around her, and she gets Malchus, the Far is who made the carbon. That's why the, bo- the man will get uh, Malchus. He, uh, sorry, he will have to bring a carbon even though he is a minor, but she is an adult, and she meets all the conditions to be able to get Malkas, therefore, based on this, he has to, we don't really care about his state, we care about her state, if her state requires that she should get Malkas, then he will have to bring a carbon. So that's how the Magen Mishnah explains it. But but we need to, this answer really needs more explanation. Because has a it's true that the whole thing centers around her. It's true that she is the catalyst of what will happen to him. But that would that only makes sense if he is a person of responsibility, of maturity. That you can say whatever happens to her, the uh, the 
it will also happen to him. But if he is not capable of maturity, of mature decisions, and he can't be given a penalty to begin with, so what's the difference that she gets a penalty? He's too young to be punished. In fact, the Raivet says it elsewhere, even if you say that what happens to the man depends on what happens to the woman, but not that what happens to the woman depends on what happens to the man, even if you say that, even while you're saying that, you still have the problem, from where would you take that you should um, um, give a penalty to a minor because the woman who is a, an adult, she's getting punished, she's getting her deserved punishment. But still, he's a child, so it doesn't matter that she is getting her penalty, he still cannot be punished. And this that the Radva says, as the Ramam Haltas the Radva says that the reason that the Ramam says that he has to bring a carbon is because he doesn't hold that a carbon, this carbon is a penalty, but rather it's an atonement, and a child can get atonement too. If you say it's a penalty, a child can't be punished, but if you say that he needs atonement, so then why not bring a carbon for his atonement? Therefore, even though a child can't be punished, but even as a child, he needs to gain atonement. So that, that in itself also is not, is it's not enough that Radvaz's answer that it's all about atonement, that he does need atonement, also is not enough of an answer. Why is it that we suddenly, in the case of Shivcha Harufa, the child needs to bring a carbon in order to gain atonement? Why only in this case? And we don't say, we don't find that, you know, let's say if a child is Machal Shabbos, that he should bring a carbon by mistake. He should bring a carbon not as a punishment but in order to get atonement for having violated Shabbos. We don't find that. So why suddenly here? Um, we don't find it by, by any other Aveira for which you would be Chayv carbon. As I gave the example. A second point, a second explanation for the Rambam. The Lecha Mishnah Zogt, as the Mokedas Rambam is in Teres Kayanim, the Lecha Mishnah says that the source of this opinion of the Rambam comes from the Teres Kayanim. It says in the Pasuk that if it's of a man, which excludes a child, so I would think that uh, the Pasuk says, if a man will have an illicit relationship. So from the word a man, a man teaches that this excludes a minor, only if it's an adult, a mature adult. So the Torah's Kenim says, or I would say, that because it says that a minor is exempt, so or that it doesn't rise to the uh, to the quality of being a, an illicit relationship if he's younger than if he's a minor. So I would think that also a nine-year-old, if he's nine years old and up until the age of a mitzvah, that he would also be excluded because he's still a minor, although he's capable of. Uh, of a relationship, a physical relationship. So I would think that he should be excluded too. 
There, because it says ish, so the pasuk says ve ish, and if a man, the extra vav includes that even if he's from nine years old, that's already considered to be a physical relationship for which you have to deal with. It is considered to have been an illicit um, relationship. That's why the Rambam holds that even if it's a nine-year-old, he still has to be a carbon because this is already considered to be an illicit relationship and therefore he needs to deal with it. He has to bring the carbon. When the Raivet Paskant, where is the Raivet, disagrees with the Rambam on which point, why does he not agree with that? He Paskins like the Gemara in Krisus, he goes according to what the Gemara says in the Sechta Krisus, that the man and the woman are compared to each other, meaning to say, and he, he says, not like the Teres Kairim, but uh, as the Gemara says, which is different, as as we said before, that they depend on each other. If the woman is found at fault or, or found with a need to be punished, that she has all the conditions for which she will be punished for this act, so then he too will be. And the same vice versa, that if he is found, then she will be punished as well. So since they are compared to each other, so therefore if one of them, the man, the, the boy, is a minor, other aktana, or if one of them were to be a, um, a minor, if the woman was a minor, both of them would be exempt. So that's how he explains what the Rambam's opinion is and what the Raivet's uh, opinion is. But that also needs to be understood. Because because why would the Teres Kainim say? What's the reason? That it's only in the case of a Shivcha Harufa that we say that a nine year old should also be included into this punishment. But the same reasoning could be said for any illicit relationship of which we find many, many in the Torah. And we don't find that if a nine-year-old should be engaged in that kind of a relationship, he would be punished for that relationship. Even in any of those other relationships, the act would be considered that he is capable of committing that act. Yet he wouldn't be punished for it. So why suddenly by Shifcha Harufa do we say that yes, because he is capable of committing the act, therefore he should be punished for it too. How is Shifcha Harufa different than any other illicit relationship in regards to this matter? Mekenzogn, it's possible to give the answer, as if them is tam, that there indeed there is no rational reason why there should be a difference. Now this is Aksaris HaKosov, but the Pasuk decided that this is how it should be. This is what the Torah decided, that by Shifcha Harufa, the nine-year-old should also be punished for it. And uh, it's uh, without a reason. But, but why should we say that? Where do we take this to say that this is just simply without any rational explanation? If we could find a re- reasoning for it, so then it would, of course, be much more, it would go, flow so much more smoothly. If we could find a reason why there should be a difference in the case of Shivcha Harufa. And that is, of course, what the Rebbe will set out to do. Base. Achi of carbon. The obligation to bring a carbon. 
and the same could be said also about the obligation to, to in other mitzvahs as well as it pertains to a child do we find such a thing that a child should have the, the obligation to bring a korbanot or other mitzvahs we find in other places in the Ramam as well that a child is considered to be a, obligated to do a mitzvah or bring a korban amongst them in Hilchas Karben Pesach and the laws of the Karben Pesach, Paskin the Rambam, the Rambam there gives the ruling. Gershin is Gaya ben Pesach Rishon Pesach Sheni, a convert that was converted between after the first Pesach but before the second Pesach, and we know of course that the second Pesach is there to make up for those who were not able to bring a carbon during the first Pesach. And the same would be true for a child that grew, that became Bar Mitzvah between the first Pesach and the second Pesach. They must make a, the Pesach Sheni because they weren't a, a Jew or they weren't Chayev, they weren't an adult by the first Pesach. They have to, therefore, they have to make up the, the fact that they didn't bring a carbon Pesach by the first Pesach on the second Pesach. But if they did shecht a carbon pesach on behalf of this child during the first carbon the first pesach, so then he doesn't have to bring a carbon pesach the second pesach because he's already done it in the first pesach. Frek the case of Mishnah, so the case of Mishnah asks the question: is a child, can a child be called somebody who did have to bring or didn't have to bring? He's not in that category at all, whether he could, did bring or didn't bring a carbon Pesach. And therefore his question is, the fact that they brought a carbon Pesach on his behalf wasn't really, didn't fulfill, didn't cause him to fulfill the mitzvah because he wasn't obligated to bring it so they did it for him doesn't mean that they took away his obligation it never was there to begin with bringing the carbon Pesach didn't take away that obligation didn't exempt him and therefore when the Pesach Sheni comes now he has to bring a carbon Pesach because now he is obligated to do it so now he has to do it so that's what the Kesev Mishnah asks and he answers the Kosov Hari Kurkozal and the Ri Kurkos writes since the Torah included a child that you can bring a carbon Pesach on his behalf and he can also be included you know you have to have reservations for a carbon Pesach so a child can also become be reserved for a carbon Pesach and he's permitted to eat from it a carbon Pesach is not, you're not allowed to eat it unless you're reserved for it so you can include the child in the list, in the reservation, and therefore now we can eat. And therefore, since the Torah allows for the child to be specifically uh, um, uh, listed in the reservation, so that means that the Torah says that he could be part of the Karim Pesach. Therefore, nifteru bekach menasheni, therefore he becomes exempt. He was included. The Torah said you can include him, which means the Torah recognizes his inclusion in to the reservation. So he was part of the Korban Pesach. Therefore, he's no longer obligated to bring a Pesach Sheni. That's how he explains it. So we have to understand about the Dibalda Sof, called Sof Sof. In the end, the bottom line is, as it is Rabban Pesach Rishon given a cotton, and is given Padam and Since he was a child, in the end, he was a child during 
the first Pesach. Therefore, he was exempt from every mitzvah. Hein, wie helft das, was der Zweiter hat der Chiyav und Shecht aller Kotten? So how does it help? That his father, let's say, he is obligated to bring the carbon Pesach. And so he brought a carbon Pesach. And he included his son into the carbon Pesach as well, the child. Meaning to say, even while the child was personally exempt from bringing the carbon Pesach, the father included him into the list, even though he was exempt. How could that help that to exempt him from the time when he is personally obligated to bring a carbon Pesach, which means after he became Ba Mitzvah, and now the Pesach Sheni is coming up and he has the opportunity to bring the carbon to exempt himself for this year from having done the carbon Pesach. In other words, he fulfills his obligation to bring carbon Pesach on Pesach Sheni. So how does it help that his father, who had an obligation, included him in the list, and therefore, how is that supposed to um, outweigh his real obligation, which comes up after he becomes a bar mitzvah, and now he has an opportunity to fulfill that mitzvah of doing Pesach Sheini. How could we say that this semi being included into the list, which is not really fulfilling anything for him because he is not obligated to do anything then, how could it be exempted from, uh, by that from the real obligation which comes up after he becomes a bar mitzvah? So there too we have to understand what the Ramam says about the child and his responsibility for mitzvahs and that it even has the ability to exempt him from when the real responsibility, the real obligation comes up and he's somehow exempted because of what he did when he was a child. Even more than this, we find in regards to in the Hilchus Hamatayda, the laws of learning Tayda, but the Rambam Zakh, where the Rambam says, someone, a child who his father did not teach him Torah he has to learn on his own he has to teach himself Torah or hire someone to teach himself when he becomes aware when he is able to do it on his own as the Pasuk says and he goes on to teach the Pasuk that you have to learn Torah and the Tzemach Tzedek says Shem can you say that a child has an obligation, a Torah obligation to teach himself Torah because his father didn't teach him? Why does he say a child? Why does the Red Semach Tzedek say that? Because because the Ramam uses when he becomes aware, not not as you would normally say when he grows up, in other words, when he becomes a mitzvah, and he becomes personally responsible, and his father didn't teach him Torah, so now he has to learn Torah, but the, the Raman doesn't say it that way. The Raman says, when he becomes aware, that means even before he became Bar Mitzvah, he became aware that his father didn't teach him, and here he's not learning, so he has to learn himself. As he says, his mashma, from the fact that he says the word Kishiyakir rather than Kishiyagdal, when he becomes aware rather than when he grows up, from that it seems, as the Chiyav Alimadev and Cotton, that this obligation to learn on his own is even on a child, is done noch eider is even before it becomes Bar Mitzvah. 
is in them noch schwerer zu verstehen, wie es Shayachachir bei Begotten, and this is even more difficult to understand. How could you say that a child has an obligation of, of any sort? How can you say that as a child, he is now obligated to teach himself Torah? We know that children are not obligated in Torah and mitzvahs, only when they become adults. So the Rambam says more here, that he even has, to, has a personal responsibility before he becomes a mitzvah. So to understand this, we first have to explain something even more, a more novel, a greater novelty in the regards to the chiyah mitzvah by a child. Since you do the machlegis arishonim, we know that there is a machlegis between the early the arishonim and the early commentators. But again, the mitzvahs for sakotin is mekayim mitzadchiyah from chinuch. In regards to those mitzvahs that a child does, and he does them before he's by mitzvah because he needs to be educated. We do it out of edu- in order to educate the child. So, what is the status of those mitzvahs that he does? Das Rashi veRamban. There is the opinion of Rashi and the Ramban as the Midrabon Chinuch Mitzvahs, that those mitzvahs which he does in order to fulfill Chinuch, in order to, to train himself, which are the Rabbonin, Zayin Lav Mitzvahs today from Cotton, they are not the mitzvah, it doesn't attribute itself to the Cotton, they they're not his mitzvahs, Eladavua, they are mitzvahs which the father is for, uh, fulfilling. When he gets his son to do mitzvahs in order to train him, so it's the father's mitzvah. He is act, in, active, tr- actively training his son, so he gets a mitzvah for training his son when the son does the mitzvah. The Yulaymachaiba mitzvahs, called Iker, because the child is not obligated to do any mitzvah at all, and therefore you can't say that he gets the mitzvah. And therefore, even though a child is benching, he knows how to bench. And he benches loud in order that somebody who doesn't know how to bench should also listen to his bracha and answer Amen and therefore have fulfilled the mitzvah of benching, which you can do. Generally, when one person makes a bracha and somebody else answers Amen, listens and answers Amen, and they have a mind that he should fulfill him, he fulfills his obligation. So if an adult were to bench loud and, and someone else answered Amen, he, he's exempt from benching. But if a child benches loud and the, an adult who is properly obligated to bench answers Amen, can he fulfill his obligation for benching? No. Even if the adult would only be Chayiv the Rabbanan, would not even be Chayiv Minatayra. The Torah wouldn't obligate him to bench right now. But he ate enough that the, the rabbinical authorities say that he has to bench already for this amount. So he is only obligated to bench with the Rabbonin. The child is chayiv in, in benching for chinuch with the Rabbonin. Can he not also be mighty him since he's only chayiv with the Rabbonin? The answer is no, according to them. And the reason is because it's not his mitzvah. The mitzvah is not attributed to the ch- child. The mitzvah is attributed to the father and therefore he can't fulfill someone else with a mitzvah that he isn't really doing, he's not really obligated to do. He can't fulfill someone else's obligation for him. The Dasa Taisis Varan, then there's the, the uh, opinion of the Taisis in the Ran. 
that a child that reaches the age of Chinuch, haste mechuyeh bedover medarabonin, is considered to be obligated to do this, these mitzvahs, at least medarabonin. On the river, and therefore, kenemaitzes and agodli yedechavosik shochol shuri darabonin. Therefore, if a child benches loud, and somebody who was only chayiv to bench medarabonin, because he only ate less than the Torah would uh, require him to bench, he could fulfill his obligation to bench by listening to the child, because the child has a mitzvah medarabonin to bench. The adult also only has a mitzvah medarabonin to bench in this case. And when he makes him and he benches and he hears him and he answers Amen, he fulfilled his obligation to bench. So they disagree with Rashi and the Ramban. The Tosis and Ran hold differently. From them was the Rambam Paskin Ben Mevarach Aviv is Muchach. And from the fact that the Rambam in regards to benching says that a child can be- make the ben- do the benching on behalf of his father, from this we see as a halt as the, as the Mitzvah Chinuch in is there cotton mukhoyim in the Rabbanon? So from this it seems that the Ramam also agrees that the Chinuch mitzvahs, those mitzvahs that the son does to fulfill the requirement of Chinuch, he is chayiv in the Rabbanon, and therefore he can bench and fulfill his father's obligation if he answers them and says, Nishnor and that it's not just an obligation, it doesn't just go back to the father all of these mitzvahs. The son also, the child also has his personal obligation, midrabanon, and therefore when he benches, the father can also listen and be yaitzah, the benching, if the father's benching was only needed, midrabanon. And we see also from the way the Rambam words certain things in a number of places, we see this as well. One of them is in Hilchas Tzitzis. What does he say in the laws of Tzitzis? Medivrei Seifrim, it's Mitzvah the Rabbana Shekol Kotn Shedei L'Satav Chayi Tzitzis. That any child that knows how to wrap himself in Tzitzis, he gets the Mitzvah of putting on Tzitzis, has to put on Tzitzis. Kedei L'Chan Chayi in order to educate him. So he says that the child is Chayiv B'Mitzvah. It doesn't say the father is obligated to teach the child. The child is Chayiv B'Mitzvah. When in Hilchas Brachas, also in the laws of Brachas, Aktanu Chayav Mebichas Amazain, children are obligated to bench Medivir Seifim Medarabanan Kedei Lachan Chabamitzes in order to educate them again. They are obligated to bench. When in Hilchas Sukkah, he says in regards to Sukkah, Katan Sheinet Tzarechli Imay, a child that doesn't need his mother with him anymore, in other words, can leave the house and go sit in the Sukkah. Chaya besukkah, he has to go into the sukkah with the rabbanon. He has to eat in the sukkah like the the adults. Kedei lachan chabemitzus in order to educate him to mitzus. Well, there is a balulav. The same thing he says by lulav. Katna yedeil lenanea, a child that knows how to shake the lulav. Chaya balulav, he has to do the the mitzvah of lulav. And they will save him again with the rabbanon. Kedei lachan chabemitzus. So he says in all these four cases that the child is chayev to do those mitzus. So in regards to this, we also have to understand. How could you put any responsibility on a child, even a rabbinic responsibility? A child is not ready to accept responsibility. You can't put responsibility on a child, even the rabbanon. Since he doesn't have the wherewithal, the maturity, the mental maturity to be able to be held responsible for anything, and as the Gemara says, we're going to place responsibility on children. 
The Gemara says this with a question mark, that it's, it's, it's unreasonable to expect that, to give them responsibility and hold them to this responsibility. So what does it mean that a child is chayiv of anything, even with their abonah? So perhaps we could say that the explanation in this is that this is a general thought process uh, according to the Rambam uh, the way the Rambam sees it in a number of places to explain we have to first exp- uh, introduce something as we spoke already a number of times we find a number of pl- times, a number of places. When the Torah commands us to do a certain mitzvah, that in order to get that mitzvah done, you're going to have to do some pre- preparatory activities in order to be able to get to the actual mitzvah that you will need to do. The precondition, the thing you have to do in order to prepare to do the mitzvah, also gets an importance similar in within the same category of the mitzvah itself. So as an example, in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah, you're going to have to build a sukkah and put schach on it. So the preparation, the building of the sukkah, has in itself some elements of the mitzvah of sukkah itself. Since the building of the sukkah, or the preparation that you need to do, is essential in order to be able to do the mitzvah, and without that preparation, you're not going to be able to fulfill the mitzvah itself. Is this ke'ilu if the mitzvah, it's as if to say that when the Torah says you should sit in the sukkah on the first night of sukkahs or the seven days of sukkahs, the Torah was implying, implicitly, was saying, make sure you build a sukkah so that when sukkah comes along, you have a sukkah to sit in to fulfill the mitzvah that I commanded you. So it goes with the mitzvah of sit in the sukkah and eat in the sukkah comes the implicit command build a sukkah so that you can sit in the sukkah generally this is what the Gemara calls those things which uh, prepare the way in order for you to be able to do the mitzvah especially according to Rabbi Lezer there's a machlaikas whether the, there are certain mitzvahs which override the Shabbos. Let's say a bris. A bris on the eighth day it's prohibited to cut and uh, cause blood bleeding, yet when the mitzvah of Mila comes along on Shabbos, you of course override the Shabbos and do the, that bris. So that's the mitzvah itself. But then the question comes what happens if you forgot your, your knife that you need in order to do the bris you forgot it at home in order to get it here you're going to have to carry through the Rishos HaRabim are you allowed to bring your knife to the home of the baby in order to do the bris? The mitzvah of a bris overrides the Shabbos, but the bringing of the knife is not the actual mitzvah of the bris. It's only the preparatory activities that you need in order to be able to do the mitzvah. So there's a machloikis whether those also override the Shabbos. Rabbi Leza holds that it, even the machshirah mitzvah override the Shabbos.
inside. Ladas Rabbelezer, according to Rabbelezer, is an edaychas of Shabbos that the machshire, the preparation for the mitzvah, also overrides the Shabbos. Of the mitzvah is of Shabbos, of course, only in the case where the mitzvah itself would override Shabbos. Pung vid the mitzvah lane, the preparation also overrides it, just like the mitzvah itself. Nachmer even more. From them state, uh, Nachmer from them state in Yerushalmi. Even more than this is written in Yerushalmi. As oifta achonavach shorter to the mitzvahs from Sukkah lulav gezevazeh in regards to the preparations that you need to do in order to do the mitzvah of Sukkah and lulav and so on. Macht men birchas a mitzvah. When you're building your sukkah, you make a bracha for building the sukkah. What is the bracha? The, mitz, the bracha that you make is Hashem commanded us to build a sukkah. To prepare a lulav. Then other such uh, brachas. For the preparation step of the mitzvah. In other words, that the bracha, also, the, the preparation is seen as a part of the mitzvah of sukkah. A part of the mitzvah of Lulu. Adem Inyan. So this idea, as a mein vegeder from the mitzvah, trok sich iber oif an ander zachvos is hechrech far the mitzvah. So this idea that the an, some elements of the mitzvah itself, let's say of sukkah, carry over into those things that need to be done in order to be able to fulfill the sukkah, the mitzvah of sukkah. Like for instance, as the Yerushalmi says that you have to make a bracha to make a sukkah, so it's the mitzvah of sukkah itself which carries over into the preparation for sitting in the sukkah, the making, the building of the sukkah. So this idea is found not just when there is an actual physical activity that needs to be done in order to make it possible to do the mitzvah. So it's not just for a physical act, but also there are certain things which come together. People that can combine to bring about a certain situation, that too is considered that when you do, when you come together in that way, you're part of that mitzvah. For instance, what does that mean? To give an example to understand it better. The din in Ilchus Tamatayra is Allah and the laws of Tamatayra. As Misha e Efshalay Lil Maid, if there's somebody that it's impossible for him to learn for whatever reason, doesn't have the time at all, or doesn't have the ability to learn, Yaspik Lachayim Alaimdim, he should make it possible for others to be able to learn Taira. But the Chashiv Like Ilu Laimid Baatsmi, and it'll be considered as if he is learning. So we see that in order for him to fulfill the mitzvah of limadat Torah, or at least somewhat, maybe he doesn't fulfill it fully, but it's somewhat considered as if he also learned Torah, he should make it a, a, it should make it possible for others to learn Torah by supporting people that study Torah, or in other ways, whatever the way, and this way, his activity in his help with other people, because he joins together with other people who are learning Torah, he also benefits. The Torah mitzvah comes his way as well. The same is true also in regards to women in certain cases. Similar to the idea of the preparation, the things which are need to be done in order to make the mitzvah possible, give you a share, are also part of the mitzvah. In what way does it pertain to women? In Kiyudua, it's known, was the Ran zokt. The Ran says, 
as a isha that a woman chotzi is nish mitzvah b'mitzvah piribiribia, even though the mitzvah of procreating is not given to the woman, it's not the the Torah doesn't say it to the woman that she should procreate. It's given to the man. He should procreate. Still, she has a mitzvah too in joining with her husband in order to pro, to procreate, because she gives him the ability, she gives him the possibility for him to fulfill his mitzvah. Therefore, she's also part of that mitzvah. Thus, haste, meaning to say, since the husband can only fulfill this mitzvah through his wife, from the mitzvah, she too has at least somewhat of that mitzvah of procreating, even though she is not commanded to do so. But since it's not possible without her, therefore she's also part of the mitzvah. In other words, that she provides the ability, the possibility for the mitzvah, just like. I, not just like, but in a similar way to you build a sukkah in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah, the woman is the means by which you're able to procreate, and therefore she too is part of the mitzvah. That's how the Ran explains it. When I fill in fallen, even in the case, then the siyua from the isha in the mitzvah where the assistance that the woman provides in the mitzvah of her husband, from Baal, is nishken hechrech is not something that is it can't be done without that like in the case of procreation it's just impossible to do without that but even in a case where it's not impossible is uh, in etzim kima mitzvah it's not that it's essential to the fulfillment of the mitzvah nor nishmeri ahilf in zaynef shari etzim kima mitzvah it's merely she assists him in his ability to be able to do the mitzvah the also the ruling is given that even though she and her, herself is not obligated to in, she doesn't have the mitzvah that she must study that if she helps her son or her husband who are both they are obligated to study she helps them bodily or ma'ida in uh, financially some other way she asked that she helps him to be able to study Torah. She she shares the reward with them. and her reward is great. Because since they fulfilled their mitzvah that they have through her through her assistance, so she too gets that mitzvah. So even though it's not impossible to be able to study Torah without her, she merely assists. So it's less than the mitzvah of procreation, but still she gets a part of that mitzvah. Vibal does the limit of Torah from the man unzun is in them fal durchir hilf. Since the study of Torah that the husband or the son are doing are in this case because of her assistance, bakum and she gets a share in the reward of the mitzvah. Hey. However, in Kolan al Aber, in regards to what we just finished saying, however, there is there is a however. by mitzvah, even by those mit, those preparations for the mitzvah and or the brachas on the mitzvah that the Yerushalmi says, is those was medarf to the mitzvah. So that which you need the 
whatever preparations you did in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah, like for instance, you had to prepare your lulav in order to be able to fulfill the mitzvah, or in the assistance, the joining of the wife in order to fulfill the mitzvah of procreation, is thus the farvas for mitzvah, is the mitzvah getongebar na yedeagdoba from the andere pu'ula. That's because, in fact, the mitzvah was able to be fulfilled only because you had that preparatory stage. Or in the case of the wife, she was part of the, the mitzvah. The hechshav and so the, the preparation or the help in order to fulfill the mitzvah. Therefore, as we said, this act also is imbued with the importance, the greatness of that mitzvah. The, the act of preparation is also imbued, or assistance is also imbued, imbued with the greatness of the mitzvah. In prat from the mitzvah but in the preparation stage, there isn't the that is not yet fulfilling the mitzvah. That's not considered fulfilling the mitzvah. In other words, if you prepare your lulav but you don't actually shake the lulav, then you haven't fulfilled the mitzvah. The preparation does not have an element of the mitzvah of uh, shaking a lulav. And it's for this reason, they are not part of the mitzvah of shaking the lulav. The bracha is because the blessing that, according to the Yishalmi, when you make a bracha on the preparation as well, the bracha is not for shaking al-natilas lulav, for having taken the lulav, but rather lasis lulav, to prepare the lulav. In other words, that you're, be, you're making a bracha on the preparation stage for the mitzvah of lulav, not as if you're now already engaged in the actual mitzvah of lulav. And even in the, in the way the Ram, the Ram explains the uh, the woman's role in the mitzvah of procreation, she, he, she has a mitzvah. She has a mitzvah. He doesn't say which mitzvah. He doesn't explain how to define that mitzvah. Certainly doesn't say that she is part of the, uh, the obligation that the man has for procreation. He doesn't say that she becomes integral to that. Not integral to the in the prep, in the, in the fact that she must be part of it, but not that she is part of the mitzvah of Piryavaribya. She has a mitzvah. He doesn't say define what exactly that mitzvah is. But on our case, we're talking about, for instance, the mitzvah of chinuch, is on a higher level than the participation that we just discussed about preparing for a lulav or a woman being part of the mitzvah of procreation is uh, it's the involvement of the child in the mitzvah is on a higher level because the shaykhaz vishtatos from cotton in the mitzvah the connection between the child and chinuch which let's we're calling it that the father is obligated to educate his child. So that what's the involvement of the child? Without the child, the father can't fulfill the mitzvah of chinuch, and for this reason, the child also is part of chinuch. It's much more than that. 
It's not just that without him you can't do it. The father can't do the mitzvah. Nor oich was thus is the mitzvah, but it's even much more than that. The entire mitzvah of Chinuch is that the child should do this mitzvah. Whatever the, uh, the mitzvah is being done, that's the mitzvah of mitzvah's Chinuch. Get him to do the mitzvah. There also machanach zayin as the benzel tandi mitzvah. That the, a father should educate the, educate the child to do whatever mitzvah we're talking about at the time. Let's say we're talking about the mitzvah of lulav, that the child should shake a lulav. So it's not just the child's involvement in this mitzvah is, without me, my father wouldn't be able to fulfill the mitzvah of education. It's much more than that. The father's ad, 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 obligation is to teach the child to do the mitzvah of lulav, so the child becomes integral to the mitzvah of lulav. And therefore, thinking maybe he means over here Rashi in the Rambam so even according to their opinion which they say that there is no obligation on the the mitzvah doesn't uh, is not misyachas doesn't pertain to the child it's the mitzvah for the father so even according to this we could still say that yes the chachamim said that it's the father's obligation he is obligated to educate the child and the child doesn't have doesn't carry that kind of an obligation but since on the other hand since uh, the since what is the meaning of the mitzvah of Chinuch that the father should educate the child to do the mitzvah so the child takes on the the chiyuv, the obligation to do the mitzvah. That's the meaning of chinuch. Teach your child to do the mitzvah, which means give him the responsibility of doing the mitzvah. That's why the child also becomes or is called that he has the obligation to do the mitzvah. That is the meaning of the mitzvah of chinuch. Get your child to do the mitzvah. So it's not just that he's assisting his father in being able to fulfill the mitzvah of Chinuch. He becomes integral to the fulfillment of the mitzvah of shaking the lulav because his father needs to teach him that, needs to educate him, needs to train him to do it. So he becomes integral to the mitzvah of shaking the lulav. The Sigdunacha, to say it in other words, the Baal does the of is mechoyiv to mechanel zayin dem benoi lasis ha-mitzvah since the father is obligated to educate his child to do the mitzvah. Is chach as a siyas abenes a mitzvah is mitzadim chiyavos is mitulala of. So even though it's true that the child is doing it only because the father has an obligation to teach him to do it, is the sabe dochap ulus a mitzvah b'shleim it's like But who is actually doing the mitzvah? In order to do the mitzvah, in other words, to complete the mitzvah of chinuch that he shook the lulav. The child does that part of it. He's the one that shakes the lulav. Of course, yes, because his father has the obligation to get him to do it, but in the end, the child is doing the mitzvah. And that's why you can say that the child needs to do it, has the obligation to do the mitzvah of shaking the lulav, because that is the meaning of of, uh, education. To educate him to the mitzvah of lulav means that the child must do it. So there, that's the meaning of 
in the case of Chinuch, the child also carries the responsibility to do the mitzvah. And that you could go so far as to say that he can even fulfill an adult of course in the case where the adult only has to do it with the Rabbanon because this chiv of a mitzvah of the child to do it is only rabbinic the whole thing is rabbinic as we said by the benching that if the father or an adult has to bench with the Rabbanon the child who was to bench with the Rabbanon as we just explained can therefore fulfill his father the, the adult and we find a similar thing also by mitzvahs de raisa as will now be explained a similar idea that we can find in mitzvahs de raisa as well in regards to the, the mitzvah of rejoicing on Yom Tov, which the Torah requires a year to rejoice on Yom Tov, says, A woman, her husband should bring her joy. Rashi, Rashi says, How does a husband bring her joy? That they, they would dress in colorful clothing, so you should buy something new, a colorful, uh, some new outfit for Yantif. Fregnderev Tesis, the Tesis asked the question for Chagiga that in regards to Chagiga from the Halacha of Chagiga it says over there who is a child that is exempt from having to bring from having to go to the Beis HaMikdosh there's a mitzvah that every male has to go to the Beis HaMikdosh for the three Yom Tevim so which chi- a child doesn't have to if it's uh, below a certain age doesn't even have to be brought as um, as Chinuch what's the age Anyone, any child that is not able to hold, hold on to his father's hand and walk up to go from the city of Yerushalayim up to the Harabayis it was quite a walk so if he can't tag along with his father then he's exempt from going Frek the Gemara so the Gemara asked the question Ad man who brought him to Yerushalayim? They live in Tzfas. How did he get to Yerushalayim? Suddenly there's a problem from uh, taking him up to the Harabayas. His father, he can't walk with his father. How did he get to Yerushalayim? Well, Mishani, and he answers, Ad Till Yerushalayim, where the mother is also obligated because of Simcha, she too needs to rejoice on the Yontif. So I, she brought him because she also came to Yerushalayim because she has to be part of the celebration of Yom Tov and the Shalmei Simcha to eat a meat from the carbon Shlomim which the Torah also requires that a woman should eat from the carbon Shlomim and therefore she has to be there in Yerushalayim so she brought him the father doesn't know how to take care of his kids you know for, a two, a two, an, for an extended time but till here she brought him so therefore that's not a question Mashma so from here it's, it seems the Sheskuka Laos Mishum Shalmei Simcha so the the Tesis asks so from here it seems that the mother is obligated how is she obligated in Simcha and rejoicing for Yontav by eating Shalmes Chagiga because that's what the Gemara says she must have come to Yerushalayim in order to be part of the Shalmes Simcha she has a, a mitzvah you should rejoice in the Simcha and Yontav 
So what is the meaning that Rashi says, Samcha, the husband brings her joy by buying a new dress. What do you mean? She has an obligation to eat from Shalmei Simcha and that's how she fulfills the mitzvah of Simcha, just like her husband. When the Farish of Inatam, so Inatam explains, Samcha, what does it mean that the husband brings her joy? That the obligation for, for Vesamachta is on the husband, not on her. I, the Gemara and Chagiga said that because the wife has to, comes along in order to celebrate, in order to be by, be by the Beis Hamidrash for Yom Tov, so she must have brought the child, but now going up to the Beis Hamidrash, she doesn't go, it's only the father that goes, and therefore he has to be able, he has to be old enough to be able to follow his father up there as well. So the Taisus says, the Rabbeinatam says, that she doesn't have the obligation for Simcha, only together with her husband. So when the Gemara says in Chagiga that she has to come, she's coming for Simcha, it's in order to assist her husband to be part of the joy that the husband is experiencing. Zetman the fun of So we see from this that according to Taisus, as Chach of that Isha Mitzadasman Simcha, that even though the woman on her own does not have the mitzvah of simcha, at least not in the in the obligation of eating a part of the shlomim which brings simcha. But since there is a mitzvah for the husband to bring joy to his wife as well, but simcha get it for mitzvah. So her participation or her rejoicing on Yom Tev also becomes a mitzvah even though it's the husband's mitzvah to bring her joy, but her involvement in this, her part in this, also becomes a mitzvah to her. Biz, as the Gemara Zokta fears, that the Gemara even uses the language in regards to the woman, that she's obligated to experience or to practice joy. So we see that even though the Taisus says that it's not really her mitzvah, it's her husband's mitzvah, and he has the obligation to bring her into the mitzvah of Simcha as well, but once she's participating in it, it becomes mechaiva that she's obligated to do it. Nishbi by Piri not, and this is even more than in the case of procreation, but the Loshan Aran is Yeshla mitzvah, where the Ran simply says she has a mitzvah, but he doesn't say she's obligated, she becomes obligated in the mitzvah. Here, we already use the term obligated to do the mitzvah. And the obligation comes from her participation in someone else's mitzvah, namely her husband's mitzvah. Al Pia now, so based on this, we can, at least in a similar way, to explain the obligation of the study of Torah for the child. And as the Tzemach Sedek says, and to explain what the Rambam says, he says, Kibin the Talmud Torah loy domi l'shar mitzvah. Since the learning of Torah is not similar to other mitzvahs, the b'shar mitzvahs ain't of mechuyiv l'chanach b'nei b'dei raisa l'medivisayfrim. Because in all other mitzvahs, the father is not obligated to educate his child in the performance of mitzvahs before he becomes by mitzvah. M'dei raisa, there's no such mitzvah. The rabbanon said that he has to teach his son how to perform mitzvahs. But in regards to the study of Torah, the Torah says that a father has to teach his son Torah. Right? We said in the Shema. 
אם כן, אם סו, שמא גם על הקוטני יש חיים מדי רייסה, therefore one could say that because the Torah obligates the father to teach the son Torah, so therefore the son too takes on a, an obligatory participation. That's what the Tzemach Tzedek says, יש לו אמר הפירוש. So perhaps we could say that what he means by saying that since there's a there's a Torah obligation because the father is obligated to learn Torah with the son of the cotton. So in other words, this act of the child learning Torah because the father must teach him, that is a Torah obligation now that the son should be taught Torah, meaning he should be involved in the learning of Torah. So his learning also takes on a certain responsibility. He becomes obligated to do it. And therefore, in the case where the Ramam says, where the father did not teach him, so he remains obligated to do it, because Yes, the the original mitzvah is to the Torah. The true chiyuv is for the father. But because the way that a father fulfills the mitzvah of learning with a son is that the son is learning Torah, similar to what we said before, that the way chinuch works is if the son, uh, the son has to shake the lulav, therefore he becomes integral part of the mitzvah of shaking the lulav as well. But there it's midarabonah. Here, by the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, because the mitzvah of Talmud Torah for the father to learn with the son is a Torah obligation. So therefore, the son also becomes part of this Torah obligation. And therefore, if the father neglected to teach the son Torah, the son has the Torah obligation to become knowledgeable of Torah. Zayat. Perhaps you could say that in a similar way we could also explain the answer that Reb Dari Korkos says on the Rambam in regards to the Korban Pesach issue, which is that if they shechted the Korban Pesach for the child on behalf of the child, he's potter from bringing the second one. And he explains, since the Torah includes the child into the mitzvah of Karben Pesach, in which way? Because it allowed that they should check the Karben Pesach for the child as well, to include him into the, into the Karben Pesach, that he could be also included into the, that he could eat from the Karben Pesach, therefore he is exempt from the second one, so we tried, we needed to understand why, so we could explain it in this way, but first explaining something else so that we have to introduce first the Raghat Shabir is Mazbir that which the Raghat Shabir explains in regards to this halacha as the din in Rambam in Shachto Ol Berishim Pata that this din in the Rambam that if they shechted for the child on, during the first Karben Pesach that he's exempt from the second one Ret Nor is only in the case B'Sha'as Ter Avad Meinigivendem Katen Eifem Karben Pesach that's only if the father included the child as one of as a recognized member of the group. In other words, he named him as one of the members of the group. is a Then he's Potter from being having to bring the second one. 
But if the way that they, the child was included into the Korban Pesach was merely based on the Pasuk which means that a Korban Pesach can be brought for a family that the entire family can be included because the father is part of that Korban Pesach even if you'll say that this is a deiraisa, that uh, this idea of is is a dan Even if he was included simply because he's part of the family and the father has a right to feed his family from the carbon pesach, if that was all that he was, that's the way he was included. Then he has to bring one the second carbon, the second pesach sheni. He explains what Amdam was a cotton can estimates at celebes of us is the farvas that is bottled some of. Because why is a child able to eat because he's part of the family? The father has a right to include his family. That's because the father is a member of the group and everybody in his family is part of him, is a part of his um, nomination into this carbon pesach. So the child doesn't have his independent inclusion in the carbon pesach. Not because the child is stands alone on this matter and that he was included in the Korban Pesach, only because he is a part of his father, the father group. Therefore, if he was only included as a member of the family, then the child himself wasn't nominated in, as a part of the Korban Pesach. He was just a member of this part of his father's nomination but when the father named him specifically as a part of the Karim Pesach then they shechted the Karim Pesach also on behalf of the son and only then says the Ragachover would he be exempt from bringing the second Karim Pesach and the explanation of this is similar to what we said before. Since the Torah allows that a child should be named, nominated in the list of the participants of the Korban Pesach, not merely as a part of the group of his father, but as an individual himself, so comes out as mitzad mitzvah satayra if an av as the cotton begeder is the cotton begeder mitzvah korban pesach said that because the mitzvah says the Torah says that the child could be included into this korban pesach individually, which means he's part of the korban pesach. When the far is, in other words, a child can I guess can be nominated only if his father is that is part of that korban pesach. So because the father isn't part of the Karim Pesach, he can name his son individually. When the father is and therefore, since the Torah allows that the child should be named individually, so the Torah brings him into the mitzvah of Karim Pesach, and therefore he can be called that he was obligated, that he took on the obligation of the Karim Pesach, and, when he, and therefore when he did it, Meaning to say that he was part of the carbon pesa, he doesn't have to do it again. Ches. Al now. 
based on all of this, similar to this, we can also now explain the law of a shivcha charufa that even a nine-year-old he has to bring a carbon. Since because of his relationship, his act of being with of intimacy with this shivcha charufa, she now has to bring get malchus. She, the Torah obligates her now gives her the penalty of Malkus of the Shiv Charufa is a, as his Apuulavas bring Tachia Malkus his act is something what, which brings about that the woman should now be Chaya Malkus therefore his participation his act his part of the uh, of this act be, takes on a Torah strength. It becomes important, significant, minatayra. How significant? The woman is going to get Malkus because of him. Therefore, he has to bring a carbon. He needs to be, get atonement for that. This act takes on an importance in the eyes of the Torah. It has a Torah importance to it. It has the impact of a Torah um, um, act because a woman is going to get Malchus because of it. Therefore, it becomes important in the eyes of the Torah in the context of this halacha, and therefore he, has to, he needs atonement for that. The Tam in them, and the reason for this in the Mechilat Tzvishn why this is different than all other illicit relationships. For the Kotnis Potter over there we say that the child is completely exempt from anything. Because of the the Isr of Shivcha Harufa is very different than all the other illicit in regards to other illicit relationships. Rambam as the Rambam says, the Rambam says that this relationship with a Shivcha Charufa is very different than all the other illicit relationships in the Torah. Because she gets Malkus. She gets one penalty, which is Malkus, as the Torah says, He, on the other hand, gets a different type of a penalty, which is Asham, that he has to bring the Karb Asham. As the Pasuk says, and uh, the, the, another difference is that um, normally a carbonus a it's a difference if you did it knowingly, purposefully, or you did it unknowingly. You weren't aware, you didn't realize that this was a prohibition and so on. But here, the carbonosum comes whether he did it purposely or unknowingly. So that's how Shifcha Charuf is different than all other mitzvahs. That's how the Ram explains it. So from the way he says it, it seems that the fact that the penalty is different for him and her is the fact that the penalty is different shows that the whole relationship, the act, the illicit act, the nature of it is also different. That's why the penalty is different. Because it could have been easy to say that you know, the penalty is different, but the Rambam seems to link them together that the whole Isur is different because we see that the penalty is different. Also, as he continues there, 
that if he, there were many acts that they committed together, this uh, boy and the Shifcha Harufa, whether, whether they did it purposely or, or inadvertently, maybe Asham, he has to bring one carbon Asham, and that covers all of them. But she gets a separate set of malchus for each time that they committed the act. Like any other somebody that commits a, the same love over and over again, the same prohibition over and over again, gets a separate set of malchus for each one. So she too gets a separate set of malchus, but he only brings one usher. Thus haste. In other words, by ir is the bia ageda fchayve lavin mashenki, but them ish that by her this is similar to the general idea of having violated a negative mitzvah, which has a very general approach to what happens. Malchus, that's what happens. Whereas by him, <coughs> it's a very different thing. One mitzvah, one carbon covers, brings atonement for all of the violations, and that's why it's very different than all of the other mitzvahs, all of the other acts of uh, prohibited uh, um, illicit relationships because we see that as the Ramam says that it's a very different type of uh, the Torah treats it very differently the penalty is different therefore as the Ramam says the uh, mitzvah is different, the act is seen differently and therefore that question I guess is mitigated why is it different than all the others? because it is, not just because the Torah decided so, but because the Torah sees it differently. It's seen in a different light. And we could say, that this is also the explanation in regards to what the Magad Mishnah says. He says that the Rambam holds that the whole thing revolves around her. That's how the, we said in the beginning, that's how the Magad Mishnah explains it. To explain the Gemara Zak, carbon. The Gemara says, if the when the woman gets malchus, then the man has to bring a carbon. Eina ishaloika. If the woman doesn't get malchus for whatever reason, eina ish maybe carbon. The woman doesn't have to bring a. The man doesn't have to bring a carbon. Minolan. How do we know this? because the pasuk says If a man will lie with a woman. The um, and she is a uh, slave woman that is married to a man. and she was not given freedom. In other words, only partial freedom. She didn't redeem herself by money. She wasn't given freedom by the master. So, ad So the Gemara asked the question. Till now. The, the Pasuk was talking about the man. If a man will lie with a woman, then he skips over to describe the woman, that she is a... and then goes on to tell us what her penalty is, and then goes back to talk about what the, the man's penalty is. So the question is, Michter, let's see. Till now the Pasuk was talking about the man. So then, finish with the man. He lay, lay with a woman. He should be a karmashim. Then go on to speak about the woman or what should be done to her. And then he should write what should be the penalty of the woman that she should get malchus. Why does the Torah first say that 
she should get Malkas. And only then does he go back to talk about what's going to happen to the man that he has to bring a Karb Masha. So he answers, the Gemara answers, this is what he's saying. In the Torah makes it conditional. If she will get Malkas, the Havias Hashomai, then he should bring his Karm Asham Lashem. But if for some reason there will not be Malkas for her, then he doesn't have to bring his Asham. That's why the Torah first addressed, even though he was talking about the man, now suddenly he starts talking about what's the penalty for the woman, and then goes back to what the penalty for the man is, to tell us that his penalty is conditional on her penalty. Learn the Rambam, so the Rambam explains this Gemara. He sees this Gemara as saying, the Gemara is not just, sort of, the Torah is not just telling you, like, you know, you want to know when she is going to get Malchus, when, when he is going to have to bring a carbon, when she gets Malchus. That, the, you know, doesn't explain that one is dependent on the other, just that only when he, she gets Malchus does he get, um, does he get uh, Asham, does he have to bring an Asham. The Ramam is saying that it's much deeper than that. It's as if this is the reason why he will be able to be given, to be, have to be required to bring a carbon. He has to bring his carbon in order to gain atonement. How can he, let's say, at least in the, uh, in the, the case of a child, but it's in the case of an adult too. Why does he need atonement for this? Because he brought about that she should have to get Malchus. His act rises to the to importance that it caused her to get Malchus. That's why he needs atonement for that. That explains why as a child <clears throat> how he could be required to have atonement. The Torah is saying that because he brought about Bikairis Tia, that's why he now can be required to have to have to bring a carbon because even as a child his act was given importance Torah importance that's great importance a woman has to get Malchus because of his act yes that means he needs atonement too inside <clears throat> so first he talks about it as an adult just as a person because he brought about that she should get Malchus that's why he has to bring a carbon therefore by extension this also pertains to how a child is seen in this whole act, uh, issue by Andara Arayas by other by other illicit relationships is the Isa V'chiyavai from Boyal V'nevelos by Yedr Mitzad over there the each participant the man and the woman are seen as independent characters he is judged for what he did. She is judged for what she did, and therefore they have to, they have to get the atonement. Each one has to get whatever he does. Therefore, a child, if a child is one of those participants, you can't punish a child. You can't give him responsibility, and therefore he doesn't get any punishment. Not even to require him to have atonement by bringing a carbon. And therefore, 
and you can't draw him into what what the other person, the fact that the other person now has to bring it to, has to get a certain penalty. Therefore, he too should get a penalty because of their penalty. You can't even say that. Vibald, uh, since Paulus Abayil is a Messias. Because what he did, they they each have seen as independent people, and they get penalties for what each one did independently. And it doesn't matter what the child did, and it does has nothing to say about what the what or what the adult did should somehow draw the child into it as well that he also somehow therefore has responsibility. That's by all other. Um, relationships. Mashenke, mashivcha charufa. On the other hand, when we talk about shivcha charufa, is a koyl toliba. Everything is about her. The chiyav asham ifen ish. The the fact that the man has to bring a korban asham is norval zamais is the siba if them chiyav isha is only for one reason. Why does he have to bring a korban? The Rambam says it's all because of her. Meaning to say, because he caused her to receive malchus as a as a as in a result of what they did together, he caused her to get Malkus. Therefore, he needs to be uh, gain atonement as well. Therefore, he needs to bring a carbon. And in them, vert and in this thing, in this kind of a thing, the child also gets drawn into it. He, his act becomes important, significant because it caused her to have to get Malkus. As we said before, like we said in regards to Chinuch, that because the father has an obligation to learn Torah with the son, or to teach him other mitzvahs, we said before that this causes that the son should also take on a certain element of Chiyuv. In a certain similar way is here too. Since the Torah gives significance to this child's act by causing the woman to have to get Malkus, the far is who may be carbon. That's why he too has to bring a carbon. So, in other words, because the Torah gives it importance, that's why in the fact that she gets Malkus, that's why he too can be called that he has a chiyah for a carbon, just like in the other mitzvahs, chinuch, other mitzvahs, because the Torah gives, gives him a part in the mitzvah itself, that's, and it gives it significance, therefore he can be called mechoyah b'davar as well. So actually, it's only now that he comes to, to the explanation of what the difference is between regular other illicit relationships and the illicit relationship of Shiva Kharufa, it took a page to get to this answer. Test from From this we also see it gives us the lesson that that about the great importance of Chinuch and especially in the matter of study of Torah. And Chinuch is especially connected to the time of Sviris Aimer, which Kedoshim is in Sviris Aimer. The time between Pesach and Shvuas. Then the, the Sviris Aimer connects Pesach with Zman Matan Teresenu, which was Zman Matan Teresenu. 
was Bachaga Pesach said, Mem Beoifem Beule, Dad Goshu, and Inya, Chinuch Lemitzvah, and Akotten. By Pesach, we see in an extraordinary way the 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 focus on Chinuch of a child. Noisable and now, was by in by Einem from the Mitzvahs, Ikus, Mitzvahs, Mitzvahim, Korim Pesach, Gefitmen, Azachman, Rabbi, Lakotten. In addition to the fact that we said before that by one of the mitzvahs of Pesach, the Torah also brought the child into it, that you can also make a child as a part of the Korban Pesach. Is the Seder from Pesach, in addition to that, is the Seder of Pesach, HaGodon Sibetzius Mitzrayim, the, uh, the relating of the, uh, the story of Mitzrayim, Sibetzius Mitzrayim, Miyusad Oif, Mufabunim Midbigadot is of course based on the pasuk that says you shall relate it to your son. That's what the whole mitzvah of the relating the hagod is. Um, in other words, it's all about telling it to your children. Um, and in a general way, the going out of Mitzrayim of the Jewish people, the Novi Yecheskel compares it to some geburt from akin to the birth of a child. That's how we the Navi Yecheskel compares it. Was bald nor them hypsachon the chinuch zayner al siseid kol yemei chayek. And right after he's born, starts the uh, the education, which is the foundation of his whole life. And azoy eich bechagashvu so also. So in other words, also the Navi brings out the connection to children. Azoy eich bechagashvu is mamat and teresayin. The same is true for shvuas. This is the beginning, the first time that the Abishta began to learn Torah with his children, with the Yidin. Am Yisrael, the uh, the Jewish people, about whom it says, "You are the sons to Hashem, your children of Hashem." The same is also by a father and a son in the world. That even though in regards to mitzvahs in general, as we said, the father doesn't have a Torah obligation to educate his children, only a rabbinic obligation. But in regards to study of Torah, it's a Torah mitzvah, it's a positive mitzvah for the father to teach his son in regards to Torah. In addition to all that, the Torah was given to us in merit of the of uh, education. Nor was only because the Hashem said that the children will be. But when the Yidden said that our children will be <coughs> responsible, they will be our guarantors. That Hashem consent to give the Torah. So it's all because we said that the chil- we will educate the children and they will become responsible, they will take over the role and so on. It's only through the fact that we give the child an education in mitzvahs, that's how he becomes independent. That's how he has his own personal relationship with the mitzvah as we just said throughout the Sikha, as we said before, that the child becomes also obligated to do it. He takes on a certain responsibility for the mitzvah. When we talk about when you study Torah with a child, 
and this is a mitzvah on every single sage amongst the Yid to teach all the students even though they're not his children you shall teach it to your children which the Chachamim say means your students you turn that child into a new entity by learning Torah with him he becomes connected to Torah and thereby also with the one who gave the Torah with Hashem as the sages tell us that anyone who teaches someone else's son Torah it's as if he gave birth to him he fathered him all of these things show the connection between Pesach and Shavuos and the the time of which brings together Pesach and Shavuos and Talmud Torah in the importance of education. From them, Alam is verstandig. So from all this, we understand the great lachia beyestadlus of sliktaf yedn einen, the great the great responsibility, and to make an effort that every single yid has an uh, has is responsible to make an effort up to gemzich mitchinuch from bnei bnei Yisrael to be to be busy, to be involved in the education of Jewish boys and girls. In the study of Torah, teaching them Torah, and to teach them to keep mitzvahs, especially during this time. Which were the time when we get ready, we're going into, we're getting close to the days of um, vacation. We have to make sure that every Jewish child whether it's a boy or a girl should be in an environment of and God-fearing people during the, the days of the, month, the summer even better would be that it should be for all 24 hours that I was making the distinction here between a day camp and an overnight camp this will be also the preparation to to be able to increase in the mechinuch fun yoladim yoladim meshos man hashon v'ashonu shlachas that this will be the proper preparation that the children should be more susceptible to good chinuch for the next year as well if they are educated properly during the summer.